so y'all gotta bear with me because I'm fighting off a cold and I got the itis. So oh I'm, no! <laughs> I'm me struggling this recording. I but, got I got my first caffeine of the day right now, and I just ate ice cream. So I think I'll try to slow down. It's all right. I might siphon off some of your energy. All right. But uh, so are there any movies or tropes, movie tropes? You just knew you didn't like, but eventually, like, you changed your mind on? Like, you, in the beginning, like, you were like, I hate this movie, or I hate this thing in movies, uh, and now you're like, you know what? It's not so bad. Hmm. That's such or a loaded question. I've warmed up to enemies, to lovers. I was just about I've, to say I've, the same fucking I've thing, I've warmed dude. up to it, because, like, Did there are times when enemies? it is. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Ooh, this has just got interesting. We both came around <laughs> to each other. <laughs> it's, it's, Yo, it's, it's, sir, hey. you're not supposed to tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just it's it's heartwarming sometimes, and if it's written yeah. well, it is kind of like yeah. you can see the the one character like, what am I doing? I'm an asshole. Yeah, this, big caveat: is it written well? Yeah, like is this this person's a pretty good person has been nice to me. I should extend some sort of kindness. The other person is still like, what the fuck are you trying to do? Oh, you being like nice shit. But then there's always something in the background that kind of upsets how they're trying to communicate mm-hmm. with one another. And then they have to deal with that and get over it. And then, you know, it's, it could be fine to watch. You peed in my cornflakes. No, I didn't. <laughs> your roommate peed in your cornflakes. Oh shit. I love you. Me too. Say the end. <laughs> Writer strike over. <laughs> Kareem. Now, don't judge me. Oh. I don't quite know what movie tropes are holistically. Okay, okay. so a lot of time people use them in like a negative, like it has like a negative connotation, but it doesn't necessarily have to be negative. It's just something that happens a lot in movies. Or not or or it's not in all movies, but like like think about like anime tropes. The the tropes define Gosh. the genre. Like isekai. In, in in mecha, yeah, isekai. You know, they gotta get hit by a truck to get reborn in another <laughs> truck. Thing. Who knows? Truck who? Uh, mecha anime. Like it's always a boy wants to get into the robot to save it, and then you have the opposite where it's which is a deconstruction where it flips the tropes. So like Neon Genesis would be like Shinji doesn't want to get in the robot to save the world. Modoka Magica, it flips the magical girl tropes where every instead of everything being all happy and bubbly, like shit is <laughs> scary and depressing. You see, like stuff like that. Uh, so, like a, rom- a, ro- a romantic movie trope is they always have to break up before they get back together. Going off of what they were talking about, I'm breaking up with you, Tim. Now that, oh, no. that is annoying. <laughs> but you said you said ones that we did not like, but we kind of that you used to really hate, and then you yeah. just came around to it. It doesn't have to be a trope; it could be a specific movie. Uh, I guess unlimited ammo in movies. Uh, don't. You, I'm sorry, you said don't judge don't judge tim not, you can't you just I'm asked not, him i'm sorry no, i'm sorry i'm not i'm not judging it, it used to it used to get wait, you did judge it used to get me when you know because i'm i'm that person when like there's like a lot of shooting in movies i'm looking for like reloads or you know you're, you're counting the bullets <laughs> not count, but one just, two know, three he didn't reload I'll, eventually i'm expecting a reload you know just just for a little bit of reload. Shot okay. 11 bullets and that, used, gun to, only that used to always like perplex i hate like, john wick is, 
how hard is it to put that in a movie? Just just reload. Just, just put a fake clip in. I don't care. I, but now, I think now that's it's, fair. It's, it's, it's not a big deal to me. It, 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 I don't care. It's, you know, I Usually it's, it's, when it happens, like it used to be such a thing that now when it happens, they're doing it on purpose. Like they're leaning into it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like John Wick throws like a clip against a guy's head, and right as he spends the last ammo, he drops the previous clip and then catches it as it reflects see, off that other dude's head. See, but that that's one thing I love about the John Wick movies because he reloads. You see the yeah, reload. He does, but there's an intent behind it. He had mm-hmm. to he had to distract that one guy with the clip <laughs> so he could and empty that, a clip. That, and that's fine. That's fine. But if you're if you have a, a eight uh was it eight bullet pistol or whatever those little old-fashioned See, you don't even know <laughs> i don't know the name i'm sorry i'm sorry if you have I'm an not, old-timey revolver it's old-timey yeah, revolver you got an eight bullet revi- revolver but you're shooting 25 30 times you gotta pack it in i'm like this is- <laughs> <laughs> he didn't pack it in <laughs> you gotta ask yourself does my old-timey revolver hold is, six bullets uh, or seven funny. Movies, musket movies, movies with muskets. <laughs> I always get weak when I see them reloading the gun <laughs> because I was like, "It's, it's been six minutes. <laughs> Every bullet is missing this dude while he's sitting there to get time reload. This is nobody is looking at him. All right, no, no, he's reloaded. Get him, get him. nope. You're just gonna, okay. We'll wait. Musket drive by. Take your time. Take your time. <laughs> Told you, I fucking hate this neighborhood, dude. Uh, Brenda, you have one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm on the same boat as as Tim, um, and partially on the same boat as Kareem because I used to be like a real stickler about just certain details and be like, "Oh well, what the fuck?" Like, <laughs> I may not know enough about guns, but I know he didn't have like a banana clip attached to that Magnum or something, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but I've I've just kind of gone back into watching movies and just accepting them for what they are and not what they could be, I guess. Um, so I think that makes the whole enemies to lovers thing a little. It's like, oh, that's what the movie's about. Yeah. You know, was it the whole like there's only 30 different storylines in all the storytelling? So it's going to be some degree. One of those. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm probably terribly misphrasing that. But no, um, no, you're you're I mean, the number might be off, but it. It's yeah. You're gonna get one of those. Yeah. So if you're not okay with yeah. those, then there might be just I don't know what to tell you something wrong like, with you in stories. Yeah, if you're gonna be a movie person, you just gotta learn to accept that and then look at it differently, like, okay, well, what do they do with this specific you know? That really helps with watching this week's movie. Um, because I remember watching it the first time and being like, Well, what the fuck? Because like the last, yeah, no, totally, totally. Just the last half really had me wondering, like, is this how it was supposed to be? Like, am I not watching it correctly? But we'll we'll get more into that. Yeah, enemies lovers still kind of, but but I'm I'm not that into rom rom coms. I'm I'm it's not my thing. It happens in more things than rom coms. Mm. I only really really. What else? Yeah, Sometimes Resident buddy, Evil? Com- buddy, buddy, action comedies, yeah. uh, hidden strike. Hey, look at that! <laughs> hey, you, oh, you missed the part where they got married. Like, isn't the outtakes? Like, <laughs> oh, <that movie>. anyway, <laughs> I'll get into it more as we start to talk. But I used to really hate time traveling movies because they never no. got it right. I felt okay, and so what happened was interstellar and something else that i'm drawing i think maybe it was 
it was maybe three things. Uh, two, one was Interstellar for sure, and another one was Days of Future Past, and they did it in such a way that not only did I like the movies, well, Interstellar's my favorite movie, but did I did I enjoy the movies, but also like it made me look up time travel more and like I learned more about like the theories and shit. And I was like, they weren't always fucking up. I just didn't know shit. Look at that. Mm. And now, like, I, <laughs> I really enjoy time travel ones. And, like, one of, like, the time travel movies that, like, a lot of people praised early on was this, this one called Primer. And I hated it because I thought I was smarter than the movie. And, <laughs> you know, eventually, uh, you know, after all this happened, I went back and saw Primer again. And I was like, this is a really good movie. And I'm just a piece of shit. Like, I'm just an idiot. <laughs> like, so that really helped me dial it back in mm. uh no <laughs> one there's different types of like time travel theories a movie could subscribe to two it's not that fucking serious anyway at the, oh, the other one was looper where they <laughs> literally make the joke like it was like how do you do it? it's like it doesn't fucking matter <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it doesn't matter <laughs> it just ha- was it just works and we're just gonna roll with it and like that hit me in the way I was like, you know what? Like, you're talking to me. Thank you, Ryan Johnson. I, I got you. <laughs> yeah. So Just instead of getting really fucking mad about it. It doesn't matter, it, Tiff. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, like, I had that moment with Looper where I was like, okay, he's talking directly to me. But then when he did Last Jedi, he was talking directly to a lot of Star Wars fans. And they got big mad and they still ain't want to hear it. So... <laughs> But every once in a while, like something like that happens, I'm like, oh, okay, all right, I I need to lighten up. So, uh, I hated this movie when I first saw it, like, and everybody seemed to like it. Yeah, hated not a ten. I'm gonna explain more in a little bit, but it went into one of those things, like where here's a trope in a movie I really hate, and I did not like it, and like now in retrospect, looking back. I had to think about it like back then in 2010, we'd go to the movies on Saturdays. I'd wake up at like 4 35 o'clock on Saturdays, work, and then we'd go out to dinner and then a movie. So I'd be like dumb tired in movies. I think my uh... brain just wasn't firing on all cylinders. And then today I watched it two times. So now I know for a fact that I actually dozed the fuck off in the middle <laughs> of it the first Bro. time. And then I did the first rewatch this morning and on the third time i saw it i was like oh i missed the chunk two times <laughs> Damn. so i really wasn't being as fair as i could to okay. the movie so anyway i'm watching it is this the same movie is this the, what is this direct cut what's happening on that note <laughs> thank you for joining <laughs> us today uh if this is your first time with us we're the secret group of brown kids who are the secret group of brown kids well, it's a secret, but you might be able to find this moonlighting as goddamn U.S. Marshals on an <laughs> island far off the coast of Marshall. Boston in the Atlantic Ocean in the middle of a hurricane because that's what late-stage capitalism has brought us to just that to try and afford a house in this economy. Crazy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you guys still expect to get houses? <laughs> uh, my name is a house Tiff, by a lake, host. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> My name is Tiff, your host uh, on this podcast where I make my friends watch movies and talk about their feelings. And on the panel today, assures you everything about your ex-boyfriend is whack, but he, he's tight as fuck. Tim? 
<laughs> he doesn't even smile. <laughs> I'm wound pretty tight. I'll be I'll be fair. Uh, says the Numa Numa song is still top forty in his heart. Ren, I haven't had to think about that in at least ten years. Thank you. And sings on top of coffee tables without falling. Kareem, this talent. Good for you. I'm happy. And. <laughs> Uh, the movie today is Shutter Island, uh, 2010's Shutter Island. And oh yeah, this is part two of three of our Scorsese X DiCaprio uh, miniseries. Shut- Shutter Island? I barely know her. <laughs> uh, yeah, real quick, the plot. Uh, World War II soldier turned U.S. Marshal <laughs> Teddy Daniels investigates the disappearance of a patient from the hospital for the criminally insane. Oh! But his efforts are compromised by his troubling visions and also by a mysterious doctor. <laughs> so, last week we did The Aviator. Check that out if you haven't. And we had way too much fun with the transatlantic accent that they did in the movie. Little but little much. Little much, yeah, I'd say. I agree. Right. <laughs> this time, yet another DiCaprio movie set in Boston. Uh <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna try not to do a Boston accent. In he, and he, out. Did, he didn't try that much either. He, I mean he, he <laughs> <laughs> No, it was pretty it was pretty it, it was wasn't, decent enough. It wasn't full on uh I forgot what his character's name in Departed. It wasn't the Departed level. Yeah. But he definitely hit some notes here and there. <laughs> I'm a goddamn a... U.S. Marshal. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, was it was it better than Denzel and Quinn? <gasps> yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Look, Denzel... That bar is so low. It's oh, like yeah. on the ground. I mean, this, it wasn't that bad compared to Robert it's Townsend. Trip over that bar while <laughs> Robert Townsend was it. killing Robert Townsend it. was... <laughs> and I mean, not in a good way at all. <laughs> Oh, man. Shout out the Mighty Quinn episode. Go watch that. Cultural oh, yeah. touchstone. So this had a theatrical release. At the moment, you can uh, catch it on Paramount Plus or Showtime, or mm-hmm. they're one and the same if you have the right package, apparently. It's weird. <laughs> oh, that's streaming. Sorry. I don't, uh, streaming on Paramount Plus or Showtime. I, I'm I'm dying over here because I keep looking at the notes. It says Scorsese x DiCaprio, and I'm like, that's <laughs> just... That's just some. That's like just just it should just be plastered on a on a white shirt in big block letters. You could just sell it for seventy five dollars. It's just a t shirt. You sell it for seventy five. Scorsese X DiCaprio. You gotta you gotta buy it. You gotta sport it. How would you buy it? It's the drip. It is the drip. drip. He would buy it. Wear it with those white tennis shoes. (laughs) Yes. But yes, directed by Martin Scorsese, starring uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, as we've said, uh, Mark Ruffalo, Ben Kingsley, Michelle Williams, who I always confuse with Carrie Mulligan. I had had to remember, because 2010, DiCaprio did this with Michelle Williams, and 2013, he did Great Gatsby with Carrie Mulligan. Mm. And once again, you put two white women in front of me, I'm going to confuse them. Like, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, uh, Max von Sydow and uh, Emily Mortimer. Mortimer. And it, it was a novel written by Dennis Lehane. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Close enough. And I'm definitely about to mess up the lady who wrote the screenplay. Leta Calogridis. Calogridis? 
All right, if y'all fucked it up, not me. Uh, <laughs> and the budget was eighty million dollars. Eighty million dollars. Yeah. Box this should have been his magnum opus. Like, I mean, yeah. so much money. It made it was it's the it highest effects? opening for uh, could have special been. effects. Hmm. So yeah. all the lighting budget. <laughs> it was it was a definitely like the actors' budget and the oh, special yeah. effects and the director oh, yeah. budget and all that. I'm sure between DiCaprio and Scorsese, it was probably 35 million right there. Mm. But yeah, uh, domestic 128 million, international 167 mil, total 295. And like this was the biggest opening for Scorsese and DiCaprio, I think, or at least DiCaprio in a while until Inception, which came out the same year, a few months later. So just. According to those metrics, this would be considered a success, especially in 2010. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, 80 to 295, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. They made their $40 back. <laughs> a whole $40. And none of it still went to the writers. Wow. <laughs> Side note, the, the dude who wrote the novel also wrote, like, Mystic River. and Oh. Oh. And he, like, he does novels and screenplays, so he's... He's in it. Anyway, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Do y'all want to... I mean, y'all could literally see the answer, so never mind. I was going to say you want to guess. Wait, wait. I'm, not wait, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not divine this. Audience, 77. Critics, 69. Nice. nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so audience liked it more than critics, which I think I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if if you try to pick apart the movie from like a technical standpoint, regarding writing at least, I feel like that's kind of where it falls a little short. But I mean, it's a fun, it's a neat watch. I only see you know? like one issue technically, but maybe I didn't think about it that hard. But I feel like with critics, mm-hmm. just not insulting critics, because like I said, we, we're, we'd fall into the critics bucket too. A lot of them are kind of smug. So if you put this in mm. front of them and they didn't figure it out, they might feel some type of way. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, that's totally possible too. Yeah, critics be like, "There's a trope in the movie." Uh, <laughs> I expected only new content from Scorsese. Nothing like anything in the history Scorsese of human storytelling. Does horror. What is this? All of I these actors are people I've heard of. Um, I will say that going into this movie, everything, all the the settings to it were like on my shit. Fucking um, old asylum, dude. Uh, just solitary confinement in the middle of an es- an unescapable fortress prison. Ren, are like, you just, okay? Yeah. Am I okay? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that that opening music though was so devastating. We, we, we gonna get to it. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. My bad. My bad. <laughs> I'm just saying it, it hit all of my quote unquote bliss points when it comes to like you know, economically speaking. I think it works really well. Sure, you don't need a hug, Ren. I don't know. I've I'm been drinking these Bud Light seltzers, and they taste pretty bad. So you need two hugs. I got you. <laughs> well, this is my third. So <laughs> wow. You just need a snuggle session. It's gonna be all right. A snuggle <laughs> session. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> calling Tim up, be like, <laughs> "Hey, buddy, let's <laughs> go back to, to Shutter enemies. Island." <laughs> But shout outs real quick. Uh, Quebec came back. Yeah. I'm going to do fromage. <laughs> <laughs> and they turned it back off. 
and uh, Keith, I see you in Indiana. Uh, shout out. <laughs> What's up? I'm going to remind y'all to uh, subscribe to the podcast if you listen. You know, on the regular, might as well, right? Like, share, do all that stuff. Moving forward, spoiler warning. Huge spoiler warning. Actually, we're going <laughs> to spoil it at the top so we can actually talk about this movie as we go. There you go. If you haven't seen it, you know, 13-year-old movie, it's all right. I don't expect you to see anything, but it's on Paramount or Showtime, which not everybody got, I guess, because uh, we had to get it. Oil. <laughs> <laughs> <Boy-o. laughs> yeah. Uh, but go ahead, watch it. It's I I advise watching it before you have it spoiled for you. Yeah, this is going to come back. This is going to be a a lot like Memento. So yeah, like go we, watch it. We got to talk about the hook early to properly yeah. talk about it. Uh, to be fair though, they tell you pretty much in the middle of the movie exactly what's going on. So it's not like they save it for the very end. Not so I don't know if I call it. Yeah, twenty five minutes left. That's not the yeah. well, movie. It's a there's also a point earlier movie. when they just give you the whole movie, but in a way that you go, nah, that's not what's happening. Well, I'll let you introduce the spoiler, and then I'll talk about it once we get to that point in the movie. Okay. Right on, right on. So here comes the spoiler, so we warned you. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio's character is a patient in the asylum. Eddie. And Teddy. Teddy. And Ben <laughs> Kingsley, the doctor... He knows that Leonardo is at this point where they're about to lobotomize him. So he comes up with this his last-ditch effort to try and save him because he actually wants to rehabilitate the patients or at least be nice to them. He's mm-hmm. against, like, lobotomies and all that stuff. But it's out of his hands at a certain point. So in the last-ditch effort, he comes up with this whole scheme where Everybody gets involved in this role play where they let him act out his delusion in hopes to try and get him to come to grips with what really happened and accept reality. And if he can do that, then he can save him from being lobotomized. So the whole thing is kind of a horse and pony show, but we're seeing it through the eyes of Leonardo DiCaprio's character. So that's the reveal that eventually happens. I just want to say, like, this seems like a lot of work to break one white man's heart. They went <laughs> OP. In Ben, I don't know if this is really Ben Kingsley's defense. In Dr. Crawley's defense, or Crawley, not Crawley, Crawley, it's still a selfish motive. Like, it wasn't all just to save DiCaprio. At some yes. point, they say it was uh, him and Dr. Sheehan's work would... Uh, you know, be they'd be discredited if it doesn't work. Absolutely, that's the that was the part where I was yeah. like, "That's this seems a lot more rude when you put it that way." <laughs> yeah, like they they need it to work because their like, careers. Come on, might motherfucker! Be remember who you are. Shit, please! I got like... money on this. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, film starts out in 1954 on a ferry is uh, Edward Teddy Daniels and his that's new partner it. Chuck. I don't know how to say his last name. They said it the one time, and I Chuck Chuck all all owl I don't know Chuck oh, every Chuck. man Chuck uh, and his Chuck new me partner off the Chuck ferry. <laughs> traveled to Ashcliff Hospital for the criminally insane uh, on Shutter <laughs> Island in Boston Harbor or outside past Boston something like that. Mm. Uh, they leave Boston to get to it. It's like out there. They've headed there to investigate the disappearance of a patient, and this is. Okay, Cream, you go ahead and say the thing you want to say about this. The epic 
orchestra of music. Yeah. The score was pulling a lot of weight yeah. <laughs> as they arrived. Not, as the, the boat arrived and then as they made their way up to the hospital and then at the very gates, it was... they're they're on the ferry and they were like hey we need some music for boating and they said you need foreboding music and then they just (laughs) went off (laughs) that's rude (laughs) i will admit i was a little a little anxious going in i was like wait what is happening it was working what is going on look the uh I don't know if you ever seen that meme where it's like John Williams uh, on the uh, episode one soundtrack, and it's like him playing a, a a piano on fire, or not John Williams, but somebody playing a piano on fire, and it's like that. Who, whoever was the composer for this? Yes, <laughs> they put their all. <laughs> it doesn't do that again. The rest of the movie, like it, yeah, it, it has music way. the rest of the movie, but they never go to. That lovely, percent I was I it gets was way more sparse. I was low key disappointed. I was expecting it uh, to get that level again. I was like, no. Mm-hmm. Especially when they did the bid reveal. I was like, oh wait, that's that's it. It's like it's just quiet. Where'd the computer yeah. go? <laughs> y'all got his cousin, his quiet cousin to do this. This is okay. All right. He had to go to lunch. But uh I'll be back. Oh, y'all did the reveal I was gone. All right. <laughs> but uh, the marshals are led up to Dr. Cowley and they ask about the deputy warden. <laughs> McPherson's a good man who believes in the work we do here. And like Teddy's like, and what would that be exactly? And Ben Kingsley's like, a moral fusion between law and order and clinical care. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pardon me, doctor, but a what between what and what? <laughs> <laughs> he does that two times in the movie and I fucking lost my shit. <laughs> Because he's supposed to be really fucking smart, or at least the real him is really smart. And I yeah. think Teddy's kind of a, like, Andrew's smart, but Teddy is dumb <laughs> to an extent. <laughs> that actually makes more sense, because <laughs> Teddy seemed like he was constantly being but led around. Teddy was struggling. Teddy yeah. was, Do what Teddy now? Str- <laughs> I said, hand me your drink so I can top it off. What you doing? What? <laughs> <laughs> but a what between what and what? <laughs> I will say that uh, anytime I see Ben Kingsley, I just know he's up to some shit. I don't know if he's typecasted or something, but it's, it's never just like a straight character. It's always mm-hmm. like, I got something. It's he's like, got a little scumbag in him. It feels like he's so typecasted in a sense, though, or he only goes for these roles. So every time I fucking see him, I know. I'm like, no, no, no. Something's not right here. There's he's Ben Kingsley. Like, he's a doctor. Like spotless and pure or this guy. <laughs> yeah. There's no in between. And the thing is, when he's that guy, when he's trying to pull some shit, yeah. he always comes off as like, I'm Ben Kingsley. I'm like, oh, you know, I don't know. I can't do the accent. <laughs> but I know some shit's going to go fucking sideways. When I you, see know, ben you know, Ben Kingsley would be like, look, it's it's not a big deal. We just need a little help from you. And then like when you turn your back, he's like licking his lips and like rubbing yeah. his hands. Like, eh. wow. Yeah, oh, like, absolutely. Dude, dude, what's up? Chill. <laughs> 
Oh, man. So Dr. Carl explains the hospital more and then explains the missing patient, Rachel Salando. She was placed there after she drowned her three children and now has, uh, she, she escaped from a room which was locked from the outside and she slipped by a bunch of orderlies and whatnot. And don't nobody see her. Did they ever give a reason why with her or what was wrong? I don't remember. She killed her three children, Corinne. Right? Did they say like what? What like was she always crazy? Did something? Oh, she snap? doesn't exist. So, so here's here's the quick thing because I wanted to mention this, but it also ties into the role playing game thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the doctors and everything they created Rachel Salando to create to craft the narrative for Teddy to solve because he was already dealing with his own shit. Technically, and Teddy, to avoid. Teddy created Rachel, and then they uh-huh. ran with it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so he created Rachel. Yeah. So I was wondering why they would have given her three kids to kill. He loves okay. anagrams. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. that that would be really fucked up, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> just coincidentally, like, oh yeah, your kids died. Oh weird, she killed her kids. It's like we just made that up a fun role playing game for you. That's right. That's I mean, right. it would make sense because they're trying to like pull him like towards reality. So it would make sense. But the thing that made me realize that he created her, uh, I yes. guess, on a previous version or something, is the the rule of four and the anagrams. And and Kingsley mm-hmm. says that he did it. And so I assume because he reset at some point, mm-hmm. they just used some of the bits that he already was talking about as they crafted the role play. I game. did forget about the anagram, but yeah, we'll yeah. we'll get to that way, way later. Yeah. Was that it? Was More or less. Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kareem, At least say? for my side. Yeah, that, that's good. I'm good. All right. So the orderlies, nurses, and Dr. Carly, like, they ain't very helpful. And they even learned uh, Rachel's psychiatrist was allowed to leave the island that morning. Like, mm-hmm. you have a missing, dangerous patient, and you just letting people leave the island? Like, her Dr. Sheehan or something? Yeah, Dr. Sheehan. <laughs> He got stuff to do. <laughs> he was going on vacation. Like he said, look, I, when I'm on break, I'm on break. I put my PTO like, in like, six no, months No, 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 no. Yeah. Like we, this schedule. This schedule. No, uh Doctor, she, she could be missing any time. I'm supposed to go. And that night, uh, they join Dr. Kali in his house for drinks, and they meet the German doctor, Jeremiah. Mm. I don't even know, dog. Uh, Neyring. Am I saying that right? Neyring. Okay. I already got the last mispronunciation, so that's all you know. I forgot to we say, just share it. like, <laughs> to that point, I just thought it was, like, amazing. He's like, well, uh, I, I'm really busy right now, but if you'd like to come to my house later on for drinks and cigars, I'll be yeah. doing that at 9 o'clock. That's I'm like, some weird old-timey shit. Yeah, like, you like I, you know, every day, I, 9 o'clock on the dot, I smoke a cigar and have a drink. Mm-hmm. You a doctor. And? <laughs> and? Uh, yeah. It's a medicinal yeah. cigar. And I am. <laughs> I am a Jesus, a doctor of the mind, not yeah. the the body. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I could give but... two shits. <laughs> yeah. So you think I didn't watch this movie two times today, and I would know how to say this man's name? But anyway, Max von Sydow, he's sitting there, and that further adds to Teddy's suspicions about things. Because here you are, you know, this is after World War Two. You got a doctor, a German doctor, mm. chilling. And, like, they kind of make, like, an immigration joke. And uh, the doctor, the German doctor asks, like, you know, or I came here illegally or something like that. And they're like, did you? <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> yeah. What up? But, yeah. We also see Teddy having, like, 
war flashback and it takes us back to the liberation of Dachau where Teddy mm. sees a Nazi commander who botched his suicide and like he leaves him there to bleed out mm-hmm. and then it comes back and like we also uh are we they they go back to they're sleeping with the orderlies uh or sorry they're sleeping in the orderly Whoa. quarters you sir uh <laughs> watching the lovers and, enemies to lovers <laughs> <laughs> and then uh we see that teddy has like these vivid dreams of uh his dead wife dolores yeah pretty upsetting yeah good time uh, a little bit like in the flat not flashback but the dream like we see him like hugger as the places like are not really burning but it's like everything's turning to ash like it is we don't see that the was fire. a little we disorienting because there yeah, were like, like yeah. fire on? imagery and then it's like everything's wet yeah and then there's blood it's like what the and fuck guys the, her whole back is burnt pick, out pick i was something. like is this it, it, her, back, her entire back was burnt out i'm like what <laughs> what happened to her oh damn <laughs> until it burnt her back out <laughs> is that Sorry. when he wakes up wet because the the, the, leak, is, the roof's yeah, leaking on him yeah. Right and there. it's funny because just before that, the doctor's walking him through and there's like mahogany wood fixtures and a record player and a fireplace. And well, he did liquor. explain that the because it used to be like an old like army fort or something. And the commander who had it built when he had his quarters built, he <laughs> he, he overspent so much that when the government got the bill, he got court martial. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, Doc, Doctor, uh, I'll say Doctor Kingsley, Doctor Cowley's spot, fancy as shit, <laughs> and they go back to sleep under leaky roofs and shit. Yeah, <laughs> with all the other orderlies. Yeah, in like the basement too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Teddy decides to stay the next morning because there's a storm bearing down, and like the ferry wasn't going to come anyway with the storm out there. And they interview other patients that were right in Rachel's group therapy sessions. First, this dude who cut off the nurse's face. <laughs> I forgot his name, but Teddy took little pity on him and he purposely like started to fuck with him. Like he got under his skin. And before like the orderlies pulled him away, like Teddy asked the guy if he knew a patient named Andrew Letus. Then they interviewed a Miss Kearns who killed her cheating and physically abusive husband with an axe. <laughs> and they asked, she, was uh, fun. she asked uh, Marshall Chuck to go get her a glass of water. And while he was uh, up getting the water, she grabs Teddy's notebook and writes run in all capital letters and gives it back to him. Also, first time I saw the movie, I don't remember what I remember or not, but mm. the first time I watched it this morning, I caught that when she gets the water, she goes to drink it. She doesn't have a glass in her hand, but then when she puts it back down, the, she puts a glass of water back down. So it's like real quick, this cut, no water. This cut, there is water. I was like, oh, oh, caught that. <laughs> I was not paying that much attention, I guess. Me neither. Look, so Ren, I forgot what episode this was, but Ren's the one who sold me on this movie. So I was Did complaining. I? Yeah, I was I was <laughs> complaining about how I hated the unreliable narrator trope oh, in yeah. mysteries. Uh... And I gave the example of like I can't stand Shutter Island. And Ren was like, Shutter Island is a good movie. You gotta rewatch it. And I was like, What? He's like, nah. It's, I don't know if yeah, I said good. I think yeah, I said you know, it was like all right. <laughs> Look, I Maybe gotta remember what, what movie. But you were really selling it. And I was like, Okay, dang. He, okay, <laughs> I, I did try to sell you on movie. signs. Hmm. The only the only connection I can recall for Shutter Island is that I think I named my island on Animal Crossing, Shutter <laughs> Island. Oh no! <laughs> uh, 
Needless to say, I haven't looked back at it for like three years, which pretty much tracks. Wait a minute. So if you go back to Animal I think Crossing, it was the Memento episode. Is it going to be like a whole massacre and you just yeah. see bits of little animal people? Probably. That's, that's definitely when the uh, Memento was the time we talked about unreliable. Yeah, unreliable narrative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I was talking about um, Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense. That's what it was. As well. As well. Yeah, you but definitely tried to sell me on Sixth Sense, but I do think Shutter Island is is fine for what it is. I don't love it, but I think it's fine. Wait, you, you don't like well, Sixth Sense? No, oh, he, I thought Sixth Sense was awesome when I was yeah a while younger. I've even now I'd probably like rewatch it. But so I told him that I've never seen Sixth Sense and I have no plans on seeing it because unless we do like an M Night thing, because uh-huh. that would be fun. That's that's the epitome of like the movie got spoiled so much for you that you. It, you don't uh, even, gotcha. you know, like I didn't see I it when it came that. out. And then the whole, you know, I, I see dead people think like that was, that was huge, huge. Like they were spoiling Giant it. Uh, whatever grade I was mm-hmm. in, like in elementary, middle school, whatever, when it came out, like, you know, they were spoiling it in, in the schoolyard. Like I, that, everybody that in the world knew nowadays, that Bruce Willis was thing. already dead. Right. So I had zero interest in seeing the movie because I don't heard the, you know, anyway. Haley Joe Osment is a robot. Pass it on. <laughs> oh, man. Don't remind me about AI. <laughs> yeah, so in the Memento episode, we're talking about Unreliable Narrator, and I brought yes. up not liking Shutter Island because I don't think Unreliable Narrator's fair in mysteries. And Ren said, well, they gave you a lot of clues, though, and they did it in a nice way. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't remember any of that shit. I got to rewatch it now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap, guys. I'm responsible for this movie now. Damn. When uh, Time travel. I was like, we should probably do Scorsese <laughs> or Leo. And then I was like, dang, well, there's Shutter Island. Mm, all right. <laughs> so uh, after the interviews, Chuck confronts Teddy about asking the patients about Andrew Le- Lettuce, mm-hmm. to which Teddy confesses that Andrew Lettuce was his building's maintenance man that was a fire bug, and he lit the fire that killed his wife and uh teddy purposely took this case to try and find uh andrew on the island and he explains andrew lettuce as looking just the most horrific yeah, yeah uh, he said he has a scar from like like above his left eye down to yeah he has a conversation with him some point in the movie i can't remember but like his face is being held together with staples yeah, yeah. you know he got a dead eye yeah. it's like somebody would have somebody would have been like oh yeah i saw this dude <laughs> you can't mistake him for anybody. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so they head up to the graveyard to investigate, but the storm is getting too strong, and the marshals take shelter in a mausoleum. So here, Teddy tells Chuck about the liberation of Dachau, uh, where they lined up all the Nazis and fired at him. And because of all that, he's had enough killing, and he doesn't plan to kill Andrew Lettuce, but he's really after the conspiracy that he's been following about the government experiments on. Yeah, people's minds on the island, and he thinks that like Andrew might know something, and he learned about the conspiracies from this ex-patient named George Noyce uh, that they were, <laughs> yeah, that they experimented on, and like he when he got off the island, and they I don't know if he caught him and he did something else or something like that, and he said, you know, do whatever to me, just don't send me back there. So the judge gave him life in prison, in federal prison somewhere else. So that's how scary this facility was. And like Teddy wants to figure out what's going on there. 
Yeah. Um, just a couple of things. Cause you mentioned lobotomies earlier. Um, and just like how farcical, like a medical procedure it was, is basically like, we made these people less violent, but we've destroyed their future lives. Um, yeah. uh, but that combined with the whole, like, uh, we want to start prescribing drugs to help emotionally regulate these people. It's like almost like the, it felt like the baseline settings of like the MK ultra program in like the 1960s where they mm. like kind of try to drug and brainwash people into being something that they can use like an asset, like a, like a sleeper agent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I said banana bread and now you're going to like kill your family yeah. or something. So I thought it was kind of neat that the, that the movie took place in between these two things, um, but never actually like touching them. Um, it was just like, we lobotomize people. We can't drug into good behavior. Yeah. And just the whole, the whole, the whole explanation of a lobotomy is just kind of like, so it's a procedure. We just, we just, we stick something in just behind your eye, get right on top of your brain and just swish it around. Yeah. I'm just gonna we're gonna take that wait so what yeah we just mess up a spot in the brain right there like and you and you say this is a scientific thing that you came up with yes (laughs) which part of the brain you're taking uh it's like the gray part what you can just like snatch a little bit out of there did you do you also work on people's livers yeah yeah Yeah. just put a needle in there just pull pull some out i don't know (laughs) In, uh, in Ben Kingsley's defense, he was against the lobotomies yes. and the the medicine. Yes, uh, yeah. he's he's against both, and he he very much makes the effort to be like, no, these are people. Even though Leonardo DiCaprio is living his best Teddy life and being <laughs> like, ah, they're crazy, ah, these fucking guys, ah, I'm Boston. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the doctor's like, hey, there's still people. We don't yeah. want to drug them. We don't want to lobotomize them. We'll even role play to avoid it. That's what I'm telling you right now. He he goes through like great lengths. To be like, hey, everyone's people, even you, everyone's people. Well, he doesn't tell him this part yet. He, no, yeah. he just he just he just keeps trying to advocate for the patients as human beings um, in a way that like you look back on it like, oh, he was basically telling Teddy is like, hey, we want to extend this right to everybody. Yeah. Hint, I'm hint. not telling you, but we're doing it nudge, right now nudge. for you. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of people who could benefit from a thing like that. Meanwhile, Teddy's just like, these fucking people, they're fucking animals. Nah, they're I don't fucking get it. Insane. I'm from fucking Boston. Like, I'm just like, God damn it. It's a giant conspiracy. Why is the bean in Chicago? It should be in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a goddamn U.S. Marshal. <laughs> Marshal. Uh, so, Marshal Chuck hypes Teddy up by saying they knew Teddy was looking into them, and it's no coincidence he ended up here. <sighs> the like he's looking in Asheville, but Asheville was looking into him. Teddy says uh, they'll get off this island just as the wind blows open the doors and like light shines in on them. And it's, like, it's the guards that were looking for him in the storm, so they take him back to the hospital. But I love this because like, we already spoiled it that his partner Chuck isn't actually his partner. He's actually a psychiatrist, but like he's his enemy. He's uh <laughs> he's there to uh. Like watch him, obviously somebody to always be next to him, so because he, you know, he's a patient, but and, also like, guide like, him. He's like he's guiding him, but he's also like hyping him mm-hmm. up, or like, yeah. <laughs> like, especially in this scene where he's like, you know, he's he's pushing him further into the conspiracy. It's funny because it's it's like you'd think that he wouldn't, but they're purposely pushing the delusion along, but they're also guiding him to get to a point where he has to accept. 
the truth, right? Yeah, which is this funny because part was just hilarious. Yeah, well, it's funny because I could remember little bits and pieces about the movie from ten years ago. Mm. But the thing is, that's like, like when you start entertaining the idea of him making up people and having another personality, you're like, well, shit, that's exactly what somebody would, you know. Like I created a personality that's going to hype me up in my fucking delusions and we're just going to keep rolling. So by the middle of the movie and you're like, wait, was Chuck real or is that a facet of Teddy's perspective, like warped perspective to gas him up? You're second guessing yourself. Did anyone talk to Chuck? Yeah. Anyone else speak to Chuck? No, because I was I was keeping track of that. I'm like, okay, wait, (laughs) he was spoken to by the doctor once as Chuck. No, he like yeah, yeah. I, I gathered that yeah. later, but at the same time, I'm just like, shit, I don't remember who's supposed to be fake and who's supposed to be real. It's funny because some of the like the hints involved Chuck, like uh, how he's not he's not a U.S. Marshal because he didn't know how to. He wasn't comfortable like pr- handing over his gun, and he was like fumbling in the beginning. And then in the interview scene with Mrs. Kearns, she was kind of flirting with him. At the, she she was talking about Doctor Sheehan. Because Teddy asked her to like describe him, and she was like, <laughs> "He's very nice." And she'd look over at Chuck. Uh, he's you know he's easy on yeah. the eyes. And then she Damn, started getting I'd, nervous. I'd, <laughs> I wouldn't throw him out of I wouldn't throw him out of the mental facility bed. <laughs> well, we were enemies once. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't seem like the type of guy who needs to be chopped up. You know. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> Not wink, wink. <laughs> Uh, I yeah. hear he's always angry. <laughs> you wouldn't like him when he's angry. And then when she asks for the water and he gets up to get it, like she keeps looking over at him. He's looking back at her, like they both knew something was up. Well, obviously oh, she was in God. on it. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so they returned I to did, the hospital. I had one. I had one question: Was her writing run breaking character? I mm-hmm. think so. She was given lines rehearsed to mm-hmm. to feed to the marshal yeah uh but she wrote run as the, you know what i mean was that part oh. of the narrative that they set up or did she break hmm. character that's and that's why question. she needed to send chuck i think away. she broke character okay because she would have done it with chuck there like if, okay. if it was a you that's know? a good point and then because chuck really was like was she was she trying to tell you uh, like what she, yeah. did, she like he sees her write something down, but like mm-hmm. she could have just did it while he was there if it was all a part of the plan. Okay, yeah. What'd she write down? Because you can even number, see shut like, up. her switch, like her being on script, and then she starts like, could, could you get some water? Yeah, she yeah. starts getting nervous, yeah. and then she does it. But yeah, so they return to the the hospital and get cleaned up because you know they're freaking soaking wet during a hurricane. Uh, then Teddy and Chuck crash a meeting between Dr. Cowley, Dr. Nearing, and a bunch of other dudes. Where, where the fuck they come from? In a hurricane on the island. <laughs> yeah. They were all there. <laughs> they were just it's funny there? because it's like, like even with the orderlies, you only mm-hmm. see a lot of the same orderlies in like the first half of the movie. And then the second half of the movie, orderlies everywhere. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, I thought there were only 67 patients on the island. The way I saw it was they called everybody in after the hurricane to help with the cleanup because we saw a bunch more and a bunch mm-hmm. like but that's the only thing i could think of but the other dudes like clearly that they, they were discussing like the shenanigans like the plan and then that's yeah. why when uh so they came into the room and they're talking to cowley and at some point like cowley has his back to all of the doctors or whatever and 
Teddy says something that makes one of the doctors in the back go, ah, the rule of four. And Kylie turns around and shoots a glare at him real quick. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> turns back around. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's what made me think that there were other doctors and this idiot just like said it out loud and he was like look like you're fucking it up <laughs> yeah but uh i meant the opposite of what i said huh yeah. nothing never it's mind rule of six uh um but yeah so then Callie tells uh teddy that oh well we found rachel <laughs> so they go and yeah. see her and chuck tells teddy that there isn't even a mark on her like because she had left she escaped bare feet uh barefoot like both her shoes were still in the room and then it's weird teddy starts asking her questions about a known communist subversive uh to try and get her to tell them like what she's been up to and like where she'd been the day before and whatnot and help them narrow down the search rachel feeds them her housewife delusions and because she was at some point they told you that she still thinks she's like at home kind of deal and she thinks all the orderlies mm-hmm. and everybody around her are just neighbors and delivery men and shit so she just tells him shit that she's been seeing and it ends with uh like her housewife shit and then she says she took a long swim in the lake and then she starts talking as if teddy was her husband jim and mm-hmm. like teddy kind of yeah. plays along at first and then like she hugs him and then she starts freaking out because she remembers that jim was dead and she was she's like who the fuck are you <laughs> jim's not from fucking boston <laughs> and so like we know that she's not real so this is just somebody playing along for teddy so this specific part i think was like it was supposed to show teddy like oh here's a patient snapping out of it and coming back to reality uh, so it was kind of planting that right. seed that makes yeah. sense it it seems it, in the way that like unresponsibly just randomly drugging people with crazy amounts of like mind bending chemicals or just shoving a fucking hook behind their eyeball to yank some brains out yeah. the extreme amount that they would have to go through just to role play this whole thing for him. And they didn't even think to be like, oh, shit, now we have to have a person act as Rachel. Right. Oh, shit. She doesn't look like she's been walking in the dirt for 24 hours straight in a storm. Oh, shit. She never took, sh- you know what I mean? It's like you guys were just really just scrambling. You know what I mean? It's oh, like yeah. somebody had a good idea at a at a board meeting and said, I think we should try D&D. I thought that. And then I wasn't sure all, because was for all of this? Chuck was the, I mean, they're, they're there regardless. You know, they didn't really have to like bring in outside actors. No, like, they just use like the nurse, but it didn't. It felt like it didn't allow him to come to terms with like the idea of the mystery that he was setting up. It mm-hmm. felt like it sent him down this different rabbit hole of like, oh, there's a conspiracy, and this Rachel isn't real, or she is real, or she was missing. No, it was it was on purpose. I think he clearly purpose. had a woman yeah. who was actually suffering mm-hmm. from mental health problems, but I don't think they anticipated like going like it was going like maybe the questions went on too long and it all just deteriorated on him but him seeing her break just made things worse it's a wild shit (laughs) we're just we're just trying things out we're just winging it it's fine yeah it's like why why it's just other dog like why why are we doing this again uh, uh. I'm Ben King. I think I think the German doctor was betting against it and then they were Mm -hmm. like oh yeah I mean they're they're I don't think they were enemies but it was just like, I don't know, old, old chap. Like They're, they're colleagues. 
Yeah. Like, bro, can you just let me cut a bitch? I'm bored. Because in, in that meeting that <laughs> they whole busted in on, he was boring. saying, like, if it was up to the German dude was like, if it was up to me, everybody would be in chains. Like, oh, yeah. So he's kind of more yeah. hardcore like that. And Ben Kingsley's like, nah, they should be free and we should treat them nice. And yeah, let's just like not, that. let's not forget what some of the like German doctors thought of people with mental look, health problems. Look, and even Teddy even kind of like, that was implied. That yeah, a little bit. <laughs> he's like, oh, how'd you come over? He's like, oh, well, good fortune. I, I was here before that thing happened. So, what? Uh, uh, if there was a thing, was there a thing? I don't I'm even just remember. German. Who said there was yeah. a thing? Yeah. I never I been think to Brazil. He like in actuality he they you know the US they brought German scientists over and gave them yeah immunity mm-hmm. and housing and they set them up not all of them but yeah, so they a can lot build of rockets them, right Yeah it's like okay well you're going to come over here and you're going to help our efforts in this or that not all military cuz some of it like like he he's what a psychiatrist or something like some of it was yeah. like that but Still, that's why he did, he said the I came over here legally because yeah that was yeah. part of a project yeah. paperclip. See, I don't actually remember if that's the name of it or you just pulled the name out your ass, but I'm gonna say yeah. <laughs> no, Operation Paperclip <laughs> was a secret United States intelligence program in which more than 1,600 German scientists, engineers, and technicians were taken from former Nazi Germany to the U.S. for government employment after the end yeah. of World War II. Yep. I I only barely ever heard of that, but the sound the sounds like right up that alley. It's it's not far fetched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, they so like, there's a lot of stuff like Cold War scare, all that stuff. Everything kind of intermingles into like a really fun setting, you know. Mm-hmm. So this this movie kind of had me hooked. So yeah, so her Rachel flipping out that triggers a migraine in Teddy, and mm-hmm. for the second time we see him have a like a headache attack. Because the first time like was a, like the night he got there. Yeah, it's like a thunderclap migraine. Um, you see bright lights and it's really sudden and it's really intense, but it, it kind of goes away relatively It doesn't help quickly. that there was also like actual like bright lights, like the lightning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so they, they, they get in the bed. And then he has a series of re- weird dreams uh, where he sees Andrew Lettuce and like that's where we see the, the dude with the messed up uh, face. Uh, I think that's Casey Jones from uh, Ninja Turtles. Really? I'm not supposed to know that actor's name. He was Casey Jones from Ninja Turtles. Sir, you can't just say that, though. And <laughs> <laughs> Wait, now I got Elias Cotis? Cotis? El- yep, you're right. I know wow. an old white guy when I know one. Damn, dude. I don't know how you got that. I think it was his delivery more than anything. Like, that's so Ninja Turtles. Well, just kind of his, like, <laughs> it was like, dude. What, what the hell? Like you wow. just and I, I think that was also his little weird delivery was just another thing to show that he wasn't real. See, way better than me because I was like, is that SVU? You gotta be in the you gotta be in a thing that I really like before that works though. Like I probably watched I probably watched Ninja Turtles in the theater three times. All right, uh, so he sees uh, Andrew Lettuce, Rachel Salando, uh, asking him that for help with the dead kids. Oh and yeah, that was really uh, weird because he was like, "I'll I'll get in trouble." <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, all the dead kid stuff started like the movie started getting real heavy. Yeah. Yes. Then uh, or then finally he thinks he sees his dead wife uh come into the room that he was sleeping in, and she tells him that Lettuce is still here and he needs to find him. And then he actually wakes up. Uh, so like his <laughs> his wife is pushing his shit along. Your ball and chain. 
<laughs> Solve my murder, Teddy. <laughs> Teddy wakes up the next morning to the orderlies and nurses buzzing around, and Chuck tells him that the storm did a number on the place and like the backup generator got flooded and whatnot. Mm-hmm. They're going to use this opportunity to set out to explore Ward C, which is like prohibited that we learned in the beginning. Per, of the movie. per Chuck's idea. So, yeah. Chuck's idea. Ted like, is hey, being led. We'll be able to sneak in real easy in these orderly outfits that somebody yeah. gave us for How no convenient. reason. Yeah. Yep. And like that's also where the most dangerous patients are kept. So that's why they they weren't allowed to go. So a patient hops up and <laughs> when they get in there, a patient hops up and plays tag with Teddy. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> and like, this ends uh... up. I'm with, done. Uh, I'm not crazy no more. We gotta go. <laughs> man, he like popped up out of the darkness. Mm-hmm. Too. I don't like this. That, that, yeah. that mm, mm. sorry. <laughs> this ends up with a uh, Teddy in the headlock, <laughs> and the guy tells him that he wasn't gonna leave without him. Uh, but then he starts going on about hydrogen bombs and shit. So like, you know what makes up a hydrogen bomb? Hydrogen. Oh, you're real funny. <laughs> dumb. That's him being dumb again. Yeah, I was going to say, Teddy, Teddy not so smart. Okay? He's a marshal. Uh, you know, high hydrogen? Uh, <laughs> uh, Teddy breaks free and then he beats the dude up. Uh, and a guard and Chuck show up and they take the guy to an infirmary, leaving Teddy but to explore by himself. I was going to say it was refreshing that the guard was like, you're not supposed to beat up a patient, jackass. <laughs> is Teddy Daniels gonna have to choke a bitch? Oh, also, choke. When uh, when Chuck and Teddy come in, uh, oh. did you notice that they happen to run into uh, Rodney Dangerfield's like second cousin? Jesus, because like that guard, what? I swear to God, <laughs> the guard that they run into while oh, they're going Jesus. into Ward C, I That's swear a... to God, he looks oh, like wow. Rodney Dangerfield. That is. You know, the weird thing is I I noticed him being distinctive. I wouldn't have thought of Rodney Dealer. David it was the Field. nose. Good Lord. Yeah. Uh, Man, being an orderly, no respect. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's throwing his cum at me. Can you believe this? <laughs> no respect. I told a joke so, and he, got, he gave me a comeback, but not the kind you're thinking. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Okay. Uh, so Teddy oh. reaches the other patients and eventually finds George Noyce. Uh, who Teddy said was the the guy who told him about the conspiracy about the experiments that they're doing in Asheville or Ashcliff, sorry. And like George was supposedly in federal prison because he begged not to be taken back to Ashcliff, but so now he's here. And George tells Teddy, uh, everybody's deceiving him. They're going to take him to the lighthouse to be lobotomized, all because of Teddy. Also. He says, she's dead. Let her go. You got to let her go. She's fucking with your head. She's going to kill you. You want to uncover the truth? You got to let her go. Mm-hmm. And Teddy's like, I can't. I can't. Uh, and he's like, then you'll never leave this island. And then, like, you see, like, Teddy's dead wife come out of the corner. And she's like, don't listen to him. <laughs> yeah. Like, if ever you needed a second, said, yeah, to be yeah. sure that it's not an illusion, just yeah. talk to your, your dead wife in the corner of a room that she shouldn't be in. No, 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 no. What's he talking about? That's the Come crazy on. thing was it wasn't uh-huh. an illusion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was re- this part is real. And then here here comes her loot fake ass out the shadows. She's Fuck the illusion. Teddy again. She's the yeah. illusion. Yeah. So there was one thing that I wanted to mention real fast that you just you, yeah. you were talking about it. And then it clicked for me that it feels like Teddy latched on to uh, Noyce's delusion about the lighthouse. 
Yeah, that's what they got it from. Oh, they, yeah. They were, yeah, they that's were like, deception of the ideas. Not cellmates, but like they, they were in cells close to each other. Mm-hmm. And like, so they were, I guess they were buddies or something. Or, or I mean, something they're at least happened. around each other. They're yeah, enemies. they're at least around each other. And what really happened was Teddy beat the shit out of yeah. George Noyce. Because <laughs> Noyce called him Noice? Andrew Lettuce while he was in Teddy mode. And Teddy was like, why, why the fuck would you call me that? And like, he, he yeah. you know, because Teddy's real name is Andrew. And so he had this like, no, I'm not. Spoiler. No, yeah. And beat the shit out of George. Spoiler Mark. alert. Here's a spoiler. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's why Noyce is in there. And uh, Teddy's running around talking about these conspiracies and shit that he got from Noyce. So now they're like, oh, well, we got to lobotomize Noyce. So now Noyce is like, you fucking did this shit to me. You beat me up. <laughs> First you beat me up. Then you told everybody my secrets. Now they about to get rid of me. Look what you did. Mm. Fuck you. <laughs> but also, you got to let your wife go, man. She's fucking with you. <laughs> he's he's upset, but you can tell that he, he genuinely pities Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm crazy, but you're messed up. (laughs) Oh, man. I I like to take a short second to point out that I have completely stepped away from the uh, literal fact that I worked at a mental health living facility for a few years. I was wondering if you're going to bring it up. I mean, I wasn't going to bring it up for you. Uh, Uh, Yeah. And go on. Something that had happened was. There was this there was this one guy uh who was there and I, I can't obviously tell anybody who they are and whatnot. This all of those things applied to me even though I wasn't licensed. But there's this one guy We could just call was, him Teddy. He was <laughs> he was in and out because of uh addiction problems and this was like Burgers. maybe the third time he'd been there. I was sore to new and we're just like hanging around the office. He would come to the office because everybody's free to go wherever. It wasn't a lockdown facility. Uh, so he's just chilling in the office with me. Everybody's coming in and getting their meds and going back to their room. And uh, he's just like joking around. He's just like, man, like when I first met you, like you were like walking around. I just thought you were one of us. I was like, ha ha. He goes, no, like seriously. Like I was just like, you know, he he's like, you're closer to our ages. And you just kind of seem like somebody was like, you know, in the facility. I was like, that's not funny. Thank you. Just just don't do that. And he's just like, I mean, I'm like, you know, I'm just being serious. Like, you know, like, I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying, like, it seemed like it. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. He goes, I mean, because I can't even tell. Like, you could be one of us. I was like, don't stop at. But uh, <laughs> then at one point, I was like, I'm not in the facility, my man. I have a radio. And he just goes, what if they just gave you a radio to make you think you work here? <laughs> oh, I'm like, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Master manipulator. That's what got I, him in there. <laughs> I get home later and my, my wife comes. I tell her, she goes, no, that's stupid. Why would anybody do that? You're at home right now. And I was like, but what if y'all were letting me go home <laughs> as part of the thing? She's like, stop. And I was like, okay, I'm cool. And I just dropped it. It eventually just was out of my brain. And I would like make fun of him and he'd joke about it. And then like in 2000. <laughs> 10 Shutter Island came out. And I saw it and I was like, mother fucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'm not saying this is what I would do in this situation, but I imagine, you know, folks are in there, not too much to do. I'd fuck with people. Mm-hmm. 
The other side, a much goofier thing. My very first night, um, same office. I'm like, I'm waiting to do meds. And um, it's my first time working by myself. And I hear somebody in the hallway talking. And I'm like, what's going on back there? And I go down the hallway. And there's this guy, like, just kind of like big old dude standing in the middle of the hallway. Oh, my And I was like, what's going on? He's like, oh, hi. I was like, um, were you just were you just talking to somebody? He goes, no, I was talking to myself. This is a mental Asshole? institution. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh. Uh, and that, I, I was very nervous about what the job was going to be like, and that just put me on an even tier because he's like, "What are you talking about? This is I'm talking to myself. This is a mental health living community. This is a mental institute. What are you talking about?" And he just walks away, and I was like, "Okay." Later on, he comes and gets his meds. I was like, "Hey, what's going on?" He goes, "Hey, we met earlier. You work here. Cool." And just walks off. I was like. <sighs> then there were time, then there was a time that a guy shit you know, all over his uh, roommate's towels. So it was a little bit of this, a little bit of that. All right, a rewarding experience. It's definitely an experience. Huh? Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so uh, Georgia told Teddy that Andrew Lettuce must be at the lighthouse. Man. Also, don't trust Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> So after Teddy comes out of Ward C and meets up with Chuck, they head out towards the lighthouse, but Teddy leaves Chuck behind because he suspects him of being suspicious. Suspicious. Don't <laughs> and be suspicious. Teddy sees the path to the lighthouse is blocked by high tides, so he returns to Chuck, but Chuck's gone. All that's left is a cigarette, a smoking cigarette. And Teddy thinks that he fell off the cliff or got pushed off cliff or something. He thinks he sees the body at the bottom of the cliff. So it did look like there was a body at the bottom. It did. Yeah, it, it did. really it did. did. I was like, damn, this is going. So sideways. he climbs down to the bottom of the cliff and he sees that it was just like the cliff, like just look, happened to look like a man in the rock just was weirdly. Yeah. It's strange. Colored shining in the right light. I don't know. Yeah. But it was like, it's, it wasn't, it wasn't a man. The yeah. rock just looked like that. Boy. But anyway, now he's at the bottom of the cliff with the ocean bashing up against him and a whole bunch of rats. <laughs> Fucked his hands up pretty bad. A whole bunch. Cliff, That's an understatement. Yeah, like, boy. Yeah, that like them rats were like rolling deep. <laughs> that was like New York rats. And he and you know he from a major city because he just was on phase. Yeah. <laughs> like, let me just put, let me put my foot all up in these rats. Right, two foot long rats, and he's just I'm just just step. Y'all, right y'all them. move. I'm I'm about to go back to the crazy house. Oh, we know, we know. Look, I <laughs> the the rats alone. Like I I would that would have taken me out if I made it this far in this movie. Rats would have gotten me anyway. So he looks <laughs> up and he sees a cave in the cliffside with the light coming from it, and he's like, "What the hell is that?" So he climbs up in there, thinking that maybe Chuck's in there. And he sees a woman, and she says that she's the real Rachel Salando, who used to be a doctor, and she got committed there because she found out about the secret Nazi mind control experiments. Boy. So I noticed at this part that this is where I fell asleep at in 2010, and I fell asleep at the exact same spot. And he woke up This morning. (laughs) (laughs) And I woke up. I'll tell you when I woke up, but it's funny that I woke up, fell asleep and woke up at the exact same parts. Oh, jeez, thirteen years apart. But it's a good thing I already planned to watch it again so I could like write my notes because I wanted to give it like just the honest watch this time where I'm just paying attention. He's ready, just, like not yeah. asleep. <laughs> 
I mean, not just not asleep, but like I didn't see. I didn't know I fell asleep the first time. But just to give it like an honest watch, like so I don't go in as a hater and like give it my full attention. <laughs> that's all. Damn, that's harsh though for like a movie review. It's like, how'd you like the movie? I fell asleep twice. <laughs> same I mean, part. sometimes it's same part. Same part. <laughs> sometimes it's me, and like I do think that this was kind of a lull in the movie. It is like, stuff was happening, but it wasn't like we didn't have that music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, nobody cracking jokes and and i'm gonna be i'm gonna be like fair this uh cave situation mm-hmm. the the part with the cave doesn't it feel like this entire section of the movie could just be cut out yeah see that's thank you thank you for pointing that out because that is why i didn't think i missed anything because i woke up at the end of the part that you're talking about mm-hmm. not thinking i missed anything i they didn't don't know i missed really anything. cover a lot of stuff that is brought up later you know so, what, so actually between, well because they he already thought about suspecting the nazi experiments or whatever mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. so the real or rachel too is what she's credited as mm. rachel too you know didn't really do much except just further along the him suspecting folks and then afterwards like he f- falls asleep afterwards or whatever and he, she wakes him up the next morning was like look you ass gotta go get out my cave i'll need you bringing them finding me Mm-hmm. And she even says, like, I, I'll never get off this island because they control the ferry, but I still don't want to get caught. So I move around. So every so night. where where is she, she is she eating rats is what she's trying to say. Look, she had <laughs> cans of stuff, but eventually she go run out of cans mm-hmm. unless she's just breaking into the, she she, had some the rats. hotel, the, 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 the hospital at night. Yeah. And she, stealing she cans of rats. sardines. I don't understand. Uh, I know you guys already mentioned the rat part, but I don't understand like what butthole they came out of in the ground <laughs> it wasn't like is there a rat hole in rocks on like rocky shores you know what Probably. i mean that is common? and then when the tide comes in it pushes the water up and it pushes them out and they I know mean, not to go in the cave because it's it a crazy, like a like crazy really lady weird hole. it was like a perfect hole you know um it was wild it was it was gross don't get me wrong i'm not and when what i was saying before was that it's the movie it's it's like hmm, how to phrase this is difficult to spoil the movie because they already let you in on the fact that noise says to him you are the problem the problem yeah. is you so they've already established with the audience at that point that he is an unreliable narrator so to double down and then reintroduce rachel who is gassing him up again because like yes. at that point it's like we're we're considering if chuck is real right because chuck mm-hmm. is just like keep doing this thing keep doing this thing and then Rachel's like, hey, let me tell you about things that could make you doubt all this now. No, nah, but, well, the whole everything yeah. before the final reveal mm-hmm. is arguable. Yeah. So, like, even when we were talking about noise, like, we oh, know sh- now that that was actually real. But in the moment, yes. we don't know it's real because then his dead wife shows up. Like, what's up? Right. Well, like, I, I was given the presumption that it was real. It was just that it kind of introduced the idea that we should doubt his perspective. But then I we meet you. Rachel as well. And it's like, okay, this feels, it feels like it didn't do enough to separate these instances. I could see that. Um, I think it's on purpose because yeah. we're, we're like, we're Teddy, right? Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be like, <laughs> the movie is fucking with you as as the audience. So that's why it's like... It's not until the final reveal that we get that, okay, this is this is real, this isn't. Because even when I was watching it, or 
I guess my third watch, mm. <laughs> the second watch today, when I got to Rachel and I was like, oh shit, I fell asleep. What the fuck she talking about? Hold mm-hmm. up. <laughs> like, and then I'm trying to wait for some, something to happen to be like, oh, this bitch ain't real, but yeah. it doesn't happen. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> I, wait, I think what drove me. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Kareem. No, no, I'll just say it's like, I, it caught me too where I was wondering like, is, is like, what, what is her part here? Is she real? Isn't she real? What's happening? Because this this part of the cave seemed uh, to me it seemed too set up with the way the body dropped and then all of a sudden he sees light and all of a sudden it's she's here in the cave. Yeah, but I was mm-hmm. like, uh, she's part of it. She's 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 part of it. She, they put but, her there. They put her in the cave. Right. <laughs> Hang out in this cave. There's look, a seventy percent chance look, she'll show she, up. And she and she had that. And she had and she had that weapon because of the rats. It was like, look, look, we're gonna oh, put she you. Like I, I got a knife. knife. Watch out! But then when she started talking and telling him not to trust anything, I was like, "Oh, wait, mm, is this the others? Is this the other doctor setting this up to make to make it not work?" Yeah, that was like the big question: is who mm-hmm. exactly is an illusion and who actually is? That would have been a whole cool, yeah, extra layer to this movie if the doctors were playing their own game. <laughs> I almost thought that the uh, German doctor was supposed to be behind it, and Ben Kingsley and Chuck were supposed to be fake. They were like illusions because mm-hmm. uh, everybody had a, a piece to play. But the thing that drove me nuts about Rachel was that we had which his actual wife exactly. We had the actual <laughs> wife. We had Nurse Rachel. And then we had the delusion that was Rachel. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Nurse Rachel was in his dreams about his wife. Dr. Rachel. Yeah. It was so, it felt really convoluted at that point. It's like we just introduced uh, the third character who is the same character, it's, basically. It's fucking with you. It, it, it's like how Nolan was jumping forward and backwards to make you feel. Like, like, what was his name? Not Teddy. Teddy was a bad dude in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Leonard, Leonard. I'm Teddy Daniels. I'm your friend. Like, the <laughs> movie was purposely disorienting you. This movie purposely makes you feel like, I can't trust shit. Yeah, <laughs> Chuck Chuck was a prime role for Joe. They really just screwed him out of that. <laughs> he like, like, the more that. I think about it, these movies, like, do go kind of hand in hand. Like, they would make a good <laughs> double mm-hmm. feature of just fucking with you. <laughs> If you want to feel disoriented and confused for four hours, watch Memento and Shutter Island back. Oh back. God! Put them at the put them at the uh, the drive-in together. The double feature. How much is popcorn? It's four dollars, or is it? <laughs> no. What? How much? How much is the goddamn popcorn? popcorn? <laughs> but yeah, so uh, real Rachel kicks him out. <laughs> out the cave in the morning so they don't find her when they come looking for him he climbs back up the cliff and eventually gets picked up by the warden who tells him he doesn't believe any of the doctor's stuff and knows that teddy is just a violent dude because he himself is a violent dude and it takes one to know one dude real recognized real he was too he was a little (laughs) scary and it was like i don't think so i don't think he's getting out of his car i don't know why they didn't do more with that character Think about this. I slept through this part too. <laughs> so, oh, in my first two watches, the warden never has a line. Yeah. Because mm. before this, you just see him looking menacingly at Teddy. <laughs> Dude, I made a note about that shot too. <laughs> and so, like, I was like, really? He just never talked. He just glared at Yeah. <laughs> so, he has like two scenes. And the one time is like when Chuck is telling him, it's like, oh, yeah, that's the warden. Don't worry about him. 
And it's like, <laughs> how can I not worry about the warden when he's framed so menacingly? That's Chekhov's like, warden. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, they never actually use him. So <laughs> they just use him to pop up and be like, hey, man, you ain't shit. Just, yeah, that's, that's it. That's look, it. Look, I'm, I don't you care think you're about hard? this crazy shit. What, what matters is you a piece of shit. And I know you a piece of shit because I'm a piece of shit. I see you. Yeah. All right. Carry ass back in this hospital. I like the part that ended it, though. He's just oh, yeah. like, hey, if I jumped up and bit you in the eye, you think you could stop me before I, like, just blind just you? Bit, just blind you? And Why don't you try like, it? Give it a try. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. He's they about out. to go. I need some Dude, more Boston in those responses. That's what I would have said. Yeah. Give it All a right. try. My man. My man. <laughs> my man. <laughs> and yeah, he just very much was like, yeah. So my Denzel Washington. Uh, <laughs> so that, that did really kind of drive me nuts because it was like they could have put the warden in at any point in time. They had like the captain of the guards or whatever. Like make it more distinct. I, like, Yeah, it was weird that they had to spread the cast out so much yeah i think they hired too many people and then somebody was like um there's only 10 people in the strip and they went oops yeah three rachels it's too many cooks guys too many cooks too many rachels three, three rachels now too many rachels in the kitchen uh too so when rachels. teddy returns uh <laughs> to the hospital he asks dr Colley about his partner chuck and Kali tells him he arrived at the island alone see so now, that's the other part mm, why what was the point in doing that and he said it so so subtly it's like that's that is that it's not like, a no deal? you didn't no i think they're, they're in disorienting him and fucking with him like throwing him off like i think it's like they're spinning him around so fast and eventually when they let him go and he starts wobbling is when he comes back to reality and like it, it it's like they're it's like they're pumping up his delusions so much that it has to break because then nothing would make sense. He can't keep it up anymore. So and then he's just the left thought. with the facts. So my thing is that uh, when I was telling you before that this felt very irresponsible in the same way that jamming a metal piece up a person's nose to pull their brain out. It was it was much the same thing because if they wanted to lean towards that delusion, it feels like they should have confirmed. It's like yeah, no, Chuck came back. He's okay. Like you came here with Chuck to solve this mystery. Not hey. Maybe you're crazy. And no, they just fucking no, gaslight him for the rest of the movie. It's like, guys, like pick no, one. No, right. Like one I'm trying to get you to leave leave this part alone because this this I is can't, him. Because now he had because now <laughs> Chuck, remember he didn't trust Chuck. He was growing to and, not trust Chuck, yes. Yeah, but then mm. now he's at the part where nah he misses Chuck. Like Chuck, come back. Where's my friend? <laughs> like, Where's my, my enemy? <laughs> like, so now he thinks that okay, like he, he completely throughout what noise said and he's like i need my friend back they got him the the nazi evil doctors got him mm-hmm. and i gotta save him now like this is when he has that switch and so the next part is he uh he encounters the german doctor in the hallway or whatever and he oh, takes yeah. his um his needle or whatever the syringe and Ooh. he's like oh it's just a sedative you know we always keep them which is true right like yeah the doctors usually have sedatives on them uh, and the and then he, he sedates the doctor with his own sedative and then he dips out and he decides okay well now i gotta save chuck and they must have taken chuck to the lighthouse because he knows too much and now they're, they're gonna lobotomize him so i gotta save him so he blows up dr cowley's car like as a diversion 
I don't, sure. I don't know. Although it was sure. a failed Although diversion. in this scene, yeah. Uh, it's funny because he keeps looking back and he can't leave. Because the thing is, though, it, it feels like it nails concrete to the idea that his wife and his, his kids are dead, in fact. Yeah, so, yes. Yeah. It's funny because we get the... um. So, the dead wife delusion comes back. Mm-hmm. And... She's like, uh, she, she's trying to say, you know, you gotta, what are you doing? What are you fucking with this car for? Go, you gotta get to the ferry, get off this island. I gotta and, save Chuck. And he's like, I'm sorry, I gotta save Chuck. Also, like, he was using his tie to stick into the, down into the gas tank so he could set it on fire to blow up the gas tank. Ah, and he's like, also, uh, I, I love it. I love you. I love your tie because you one. gave it to me, but also, it's one fucking ugly tie, baby. It's true. <laughs> That should have been the first red flag is when he got that tie. They they should have uh, cast Schwarzenegger as uh, Teddy. I love this tie because you gave it to me, but it's one fucking ugly tie. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I was blowing up a car. <laughs> so, yeah, that was him starting to separate from fake head wife it's it's like he's coming to terms with the fact that he's seeing things yeah like it's really weird because they they don't push him in so many different directions yeah but now he's starting to like okay well chuck is real though so i gotta save chuck uh so he makes his way to the lighthouse he disarms a guard on the rocks and uh once he Dude, goes inside probably left ahead. that guard for dead when that tide comes in <laughs> Well, he wasn't. He didn't like break his legs. I hope not. No, right? he knocked he him unconscious. Kinda... Oh, <laughs> he gunned like, him. It's like we did. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> Who's that new guard? Eh, put him on duty up there. <laughs> Why? He's all right eh. though, because because uh, a uh, dude would have saw to him on the way in. But yeah, so he goes in and he just discovers Doctor Collie at the top of the lighthouse. And when he comes in, Collie's like. Why are you all wet, baby? He's like, what did you say? Because that was one of the, like, one of the things was he, Kali would purposely say things that, from his file that mm, the wife had said. Yeah. yeah. So that was one of those things. And Teddy tells him that he found Dr. Salando out in a cave, but Kali tells him she wasn't real. And he goes on through explaining everything. And Teddy is shaken because... Uh, like because he was he's having these shakes because it's actually withdrawals from chlorpromazine, which is one of the medicines that they had him on the whole time he was there. And well, th- that's when he says, you know, you've been taking it here for the last twenty four months. You've been here. You're a patient. So then he explains like the names, which is the rule of four, which I mm. probably should have looked up to properly understand, but. Edward Daniels is an anagram for Andrew Lettuce, mm-hmm. and Rachel Salando is an anagram for Dolores Chanel. This whole movie, I thought they were saying lettuce, like green vegetable lettuce, and I was like, huh? I was just like, lettuce? And then they showed it written on the board, I was like, I feel dumb as hell. Hey, you know, to be fair, lettuce is a pretty dumb name i don't know if i'm saying it right it definitely like once he said it was an anagram i was like oh that sounds like an anagram ass name like <laughs> you think he would have had the anagram name because the other name sounded too real like you just lucked out you had a stupid name you made a new one that's good that's why you want that's yeah. why you want to change personalities <laughs> your new name sounds like a person your old name sounds like a sim it's really traumatic <laughs> so he made it and he made everything up because he's unable to face the truth and then Chuck enters, or before Chuck enters, 
Kali, I guess Kali could call down to him or something to like, oh, check on the guard. That's what I was trying to say earlier. Yeah. Uh, he told him to check on the guard before he, he came in. I'm sorry, Kali was talking to Chuck or something like that. Anyway, Chuck comes in now. And then we learn that Chuck is actually Dr. Sheehan, Teddy's psychiatrist, mm-hmm. who pretended to be his partner and stick close to him because Kali created an entire role play scenario all to try and get Teddy, Andrew, to come to terms with the truth. He shot his wife after she drowned their children. And Dolores was a manic depressive. Mm-hmm. And after she uh, set their apartment on fire, they moved to a lake house. And instead of Teddy, like, getting her help, he ignored people trying to say, yo, something ain't right with your wife. She needs some help. He, he, he ignored yeah. all of that. Also, he was also, like, he was a drunk and he mm-hmm. kind of pulled away from his family anyway. So I'm not sure which came first, though. Uh, did they say that? If he was already a drunk and was I, I pulled away from I think he was family? already the drunk. Yeah. From, from the shit that happened in the war? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think war, yeah. war messed him up. He came home, got drunk too much. Yeah, that in turn worsened his wife's condition. And then all he did was move out to the lake house with them instead of actually being there for her mm-hmm. and getting her help after she and set what, what the apartment was the, on fire. What was the wife's condition? Crazy. Manic depressive? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. I believe. The the yeah. uh, the technical term, the medical term is cray-cray. <laughs> yeah, so... It, it's postpartum cray-cray, actually. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Cherry Damn. is in the other room like they're fucking up. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize to everybody who listens to this. It's okay. I have to apologize the last episode. I kept making OCD jokes. Um sorry, Cherry. Uh <laughs> so yeah, so wife wife had some issues and it made it worse because he wasn't mm. the best husband and being a U.S. because he really was a U.S. marshal. Yeah, like he'd be gone. So like when he was home, he was drunk, and then when he he'd be gone a lot because of his job, and she needed him there for support, and he wasn't. And then instead of getting her help, he was like, "Well, we just go move out to this lake house." And then he came back from being a U.S. marshal, and he came home. And he's like, hey, hey, baby, why are you wet? <laughs> and sure. she, then he sees the bodies of the children floating out in the water. Yeah. And mind you, I'm watching this at like 11 at night. All three of my kids are asleep in the living room around me. I'm just like, huh, okay. I don't want to watch this right now. I finished <laughs> it, though. You had 20 minutes left. You had to power through. I had to watch the movie in parts also. Yeah. Um, I watched the first half last night. Uh, but then a tropical storm started when the hurricane <laughs> hit in the movie. Wow. So I question everything. So I was I like, all right, I'll just go to bed. And in the morning, I got up and looked around the yard. I was like, oh, my fence is all messed up. Oh, those people lost a tree. And I come inside, watch the other half where the, the whole metal facility was all messed up. I was like, <laughs> we, hmm, okay. Maybe I am in the facility. This, like, this just, tree parts through the windows and shit <laughs> you're part of All a right. new treatment program i'm good i'm good it's part of the truman show but yeah so after he goes out into the water and pulls the kids bodies out which that whole scene is rough yeah it, it, it was hard it, was it hard just goes yeah. on and on they were trying on. for the yeah. Oscar that yeah so fun 
or I, mm. I don't want to say fun fact. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the kids were dead. Fun fact. This was supposed to come out in 2009 to go for uh, award season run. Oh, but man. Paramount didn't have enough money for the advertising for the award season push, which would have been like another like 40 to 60 million. God so they they didn't have enough money to because like they have to pay for like the screeners to get sent out to everyone and all yeah. that shit to do it's it right so much money yeah so Man. it got pushed back to february 2010 and then it didn't have like any oscar uh stuff or anything like that because nothing it, it missed award season nah not oh. for the next year either because it came out so early oh damn also probably inception and shit outshined it oh yeah <laughs> mm. yeah so you got your big star in the movie. He came out with another movie that he led that was just even bigger. And mm-hmm. yeah, people already forgot. It's like, you're people in too many Oscar-worthy coming. movies. We're going to have to wait on that for you. Yeah. I beg your pardon? <laughs> if they had the money, it might have worked. Because not to get into a whole Avatar conversation, but Avatar came out December 2009. And part of the reason why it, like was such a success, I think, is because it actually didn't really have any competition for, like, three months. Oh. Not that this movie would have competed against it, but, like, there was, I'm saying nothing... There wasn't no, a that makes going sense. There was just, it wasn't anything like yeah. it. Anyway, Kali explained this, and then we got the flashback scene scene that all happened, and that shit was mm-hmm. rough. Yeah. Uh, I noticed that the girl was moving, and I was like, stop, stop, don't even... Yeah, stop please the don't. <laughs> uh... I wonder how many times they they did that. They probably uh, didn't do that scene a lot, that shot like multiple times, just because it was so rough. Mm-hmm. And so they just went with the best shot, which still had one of the kids moving in it. Right, but, just, just go, just go, just go. Keep going, yeah, keep going. Yeah, we're not going to keep filming enough. this over. We're and not over. doing this five times. Get, which, <laughs> I honestly understand. Like, yeah, ugh, that because that's like absolutely. The, the, it was just so grisly the concept of it and like yeah. so tragic um and nobody comes out better for it everybody is worse off oh yeah um, um so like there's some i don't know if this is scorsese style or not but some directors will make you do something 40 fucking times and part of it is like they know the more times you do it the better you will get at it kind of deal so they purposely make you do things a lot but like this is one of those times that I feel like even those type of directors would have been like, all right. Mm-hmm. Now we get <laughs> yeah. Well, we got it's, it. not, it's not so much as expecting the result from DiCaprio, but it's also the kids. The it's kids, like, hey, yeah. Kids, I'm gonna Be make dead. you pretend your mother killed you 50 times until I get the shot I want. What we're gonna Be need more is dead. for you guys to you know act dead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, that's it, that's your motivation, Leonardo. Yeah. These are dead kids. I know. Can we just get this on? Can we just do this now? Okay. If you think you're ready, I was trying to help. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So after that, he f- he faints. And awakening later, uh, Dr. Collie asks Andrew why he's there. And Andrew confesses. No, I, I'm in here because I shot my wife, yada, yada, yada. And Collie says he got him to this point before, but he, he reset, mm-hmm. which is frustrating. <laughs> uh, but Kali needs him to accept his reality because if he doesn't, this time they're going to lobotomize him. <clears throat> also, Dr. Kali and Dr. Sheehan's work is going to be discredited. Which so, is the actual, that. That's actually the worst part. 
It's like you gotta <laughs> do this, man, or we're gonna look dumb. Yeah, it look dumb as hell. We're gonna look like they didn't say this part, but they said it earlier. Yeah, but I'm just slipping. They it they got it out there. They they put that yeah. on the table. Yeah, like we we need this to work. So we see uh Andrew go outside and he sits in front of the the hospital or whatever, and Doctor Sheehan joins him. And Andrew asks, you know, what's our next move? And Sheehan replies, I don't know. You tell me. And Andrew goes, we got to get off this rock, Chuck. Mm-hmm. Full so relapse. Im- implying it, he, re- what, he was like, okay, for like eight hours. So it, it flipped back. And like you see Mark Ruffalo, who plays, you know, Chuck slash Dr. Sheehan. Uh, you see the look on his face like, yeah. fuck. And he slowly turns and like he looks out and you see that Dr. Kali the German doctor and the, the warden were on the other side of the uh, signals him. Yeah, other side of the lawn, and he, he like he literally gives him the hand under the chin, like nah, nah, we're we're, uh, we're done, nah, we're, we're done, cut it, cut it, cut yeah. It. So and like you see, Doctor Carly, he looks super upset because he's like also like fuck, mm-hmm. and then he gives the go ahead to the warden and the German doctor because that's what made me think that they were like at odds, yeah, to go do their thing, and then they signal for two orderlies to approach with uh, and you see them carrying these towels that, and in the towels they have the lobotomy equipment, and it's crazy, uh, boy, uh, you see uh, Andrew leans into Doctor Sheehan and he asked which would be worse to live as a monster or to die as a good man and then Sheehan uh looks at him like real curious like and andrew gets up and he joins the orderlies and Sheehan stands up and he's like teddy and he doesn't get an answer and then that last bit implies that he didn't relapse he's just actively choosing yeah. to be lobotomized because yeah. that's what that line about uh which would be worse to uh, to live as a monster, to die as a good man. Mm-hmm. So he's making his choice. Upon watching it a second time, it was interesting knowing exactly what the the whole shtick was at the end. You know what I mean? The mm. the big old reveal, and just knowing it's that it's a whole different Kingsley, movie the second time. Yeah, yeah, and that Kingsley and Ruffalo are basically signaling to one another. It's like, did you fucking hear that? Did you hear yeah. that? It's like, yeah, I, I heard it. He's still, he's still fucking nuts. The first time they wouldn't have heard it. He like it was, it was Chihan like checking on him, and then he gives him the like, all right, nah, it's a failure. Uh, yeah. But then at the last second, they don't hear him ask that question. He whispers it to to, to yeah. Chuck Chihan, mm-hmm. and like, and then as he's walking away, he's processing, and he's like, oh shit, it's like he knows I what say he's something? doing, mm-hmm. and like Kingsley said two or three times in the movie. Not directly, but it implies that uh, Teddy, well, Andrew, mm-hmm. is actually a genius. Teddy's kind of an idiot, but yeah. Andrew is actually a genius. And so he already worked all this out in his head, like, she hands there to see, to give the go-ahead or not, if he's better. Yeah. And boy and he can't live with his own guilt mm-hmm. so this is him saying all right i'm purposely going to let them lobotomize me i'm just no i'm turning to a fucking zombie so technically it's the die as a good man thing yeah but also he's not actually dead but he might as well be because he's fucking lobotomized like it's nothing's going on up there uh so that was his choice in the end and like Sheehan like was like wait teddy that's why he asked. Yeah. He calls him Teddy at the end because it's like, wait, did you up, turn back to Teddy? Mm-hmm. But he, you know, he doesn't answer him at all. So I was like, hey, 
I get it now. <laughs> okay. So I don't hate this movie anymore. I'm, I'm glad that that's not the edgy take that uh, I feel like I remembered feeling that the first time I watched the movie. But then being like, ah, maybe they're not going there because I was like much younger and I was like, I don't know, maybe that's not what they mean. But I, I, I read some more things about it a little bit later and it's like, okay, that's not the, the edgy, like, how cool am I take? That's like happening in the movie. So remember the, the names were anagram. Oh, that's the end of the movie, by the way. Uh, so remember the names were uh, anagrams. Also, Shutter Island is an anagram for truths and lies. Ooh. Or truths slash denials. I like truth, truths and lies better. But what's that a different movie? That's true lies. Oh, sorry, sorry. Get that's, me to the chopper. That's, that's not the same. You're movie. fired. <laughs> With the he's flying the, the jet plane. The Harrier. The, the, yeah, the Harrier. So oh hover, God, Harrier's the a jet Harrier. plane that hovers, and uh, the the terrorist or whatever he's chasing. Spoiler alert. Uh, slides down the wing and his jacket is hooked on a missile and Arnold's like so we're, so we're doing another fight. Arnold movie? <laughs> I was thinking about when to work that in maybe next Father's Day I don't know but <laughs> yeah and he fires the missile with the you're fired uh, I wanted to kill him but I couldn't come up with a good one liner he had to live like what? Are you being fucking serious? Yes. Why would I do that? I can't send a man off without a good one-liner. They're rules. They're tropes. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mark Ruffalo won his role because he uh, he sent him a mail to Scorsese saying how much he'd love to work with him. He buttered him up. Can I do oh, that? Is that easy? He said, "You wouldn't like me if I'm angry." <laughs> You don't put me in this Zora movie. You don't make me put me in this movie. It's gonna make me angry. Dear Mister Scorsese, I watched Shutter Island twice. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't Please fall asleep. Me. Dang! <laughs> <laughs> it's like holy shit! I need to introduce this dude to my wife. See, <laughs> see, good movie. In my defense, it was a me thing, not a Shutter Island thing. Oh no, that is a that that entire part of the movie. You're not wrong. There's like a lull. Things start to kind of slow down in a way that it's a little odd. It happened in uh, the same part. <laughs> there's so many movies that part. have that, though. Yeah. There's so many movies that it's just kind of like, uh, this part's important, but it's not. But we're going to leave it here. Hope for the best. I legit didn't know I fell asleep until the third time I watched it because I was like, damn. But yeah. So what, what's uh, y'all's favorite aspect of the film? Uh, hmm. I like the stringy haired lady at the beginning of the movie that goes i wanted more of her too i thought she was i thought i thought she was such a huge part i thought she was gonna like fall into like more i thought Uh, there would be more to do with her or something they put her in the movie just so they can put her in the trailer absolutely she is the she is the the twister tire (laughs) what about you kareem uh honestly i guess i guess we call the scenery the the place that mm-hmm. added so much to this movie by itself. If like just you to... like that, you would love uh, a cure for wellness, a cure for which wellness. is very similar to this movie. Them in like this like mental institution, and it's the the dude who did it is the guy who did the first three Pirates of the Caribbean's uh, Gore Verbinski. 
Oh, he has a good very, eye for yeah, background. Yeah, visuals are really nice with him. He, he this, does this, that constantly well. Because the movie was lackluster to me, honestly. Where the the, the uh the the background scenery it it, it made it it did it. So you just bored. So you look at everything else in the. Cream <laughs> <laughs> like damn, those are nice trees. <laughs> well, no, because like um uh, the the entrance to the island was 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 nice, and then the um the part of the the prison slash cells where the dangerous ones were, uh, that that I was like oh. I would. I couldn't do it. No. Mm-mm. All right. I'm gonna add in favorite scene too. If you got one, just do aspect and scene. Well, that was my favorite scene. Then the the, the prison. The uh, Ward C. Yeah, Ward C. Okay. Yeah, I think my favorite scene might have actually been with uh, what the uh, noise because he was just he was just spelling noise. out the movie right in front of him, like bro. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he was just he was potentially just as uh as uh mentally unwell. Yeah, he was just like, bro, you dumb. He like just set, <laughs> he just set it out like, listen. Yeah. But then they both fell into their own delusions for a little bit during the conversation. Yeah. Because he just fell out of Teddy for like a good minute, not mm-hmm. thinking about it. Yeah. Because it was, was like, like you need to let your wife go, and he's like, I can't, I can't. Yeah, it was like, wait yeah. a minute, that's not right, Eddie <laughs> or uh, 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 homeboy doesn't have a he does not that's not why he's here at all and you just steady letting it go so that scene like kind of like show like you're on your way in another direction keep your eyes open mm. Ren you still thinking yeah uh there's there's a lot of stuff I mean it's it's Martin Scorsese and I already like horror and I think period pieces are neat just everything about the whole like kind of MK Ultra lobotomies just Project Paperclip all the th- uh, the Red Scare. Everything for the backdrop of this movie and then everything how it portrayed between like the lighting and the storm and all that jazz. It was really cool spectacle to watch. There were just some stuff about the timing and the writing that kind of threw me. It felt like some parts were a little redundant, you know, having the visions of his dead wife be three different women almost somehow or another because Rachel Solando, which was supposed to be the woman he was finding was actually a doctor in a vision that he had that kind of geared him up to go toward, you know, it felt yeah. like it was getting a little lost in the weeds, you know, yeah. they needed to find a way to suggest that he had been drugged the entire time he was on the Island because of any cigarettes or drinks or pills, you know, they, that's why they needed Rachel Solando, the second version of her, you know? Um, but I don't yep, think he was, was though. She says that they were drugging him. Mm-hmm. And but... if he was super smart, he might have baked it in to his delusion. You know what yeah. I mean? One thing, though, like I read that he in the beginning, like he never lights his own cigarettes. He only lights other people's cigarettes. And then as the movie goes on, the two personalities are starting to get closer and closer. Mm-hmm. Then he starts to light his own cigarettes. Mm. But yeah, that's another thing. Like we don't know at the time, but she's not real. So like her, it makes sense about mm-hmm. them fucking with his medicine. But then like when he brings it up with Kylie at the end, he was like, nah, those are withdrawals, not us messing with you mm-hmm. because you actually were taking, you know, this thing for two years and now you're not taking anything. And now you're shaking mm-hmm. but i understand what you're saying like it it start maybe that's why i fell asleep i don't know but it started to get too wacky 
mm-hmm. at some point. And it's like, all right. But like for me, it's like it started to get there and then it ended. So I mean, I got a, you. Acclaimed director made the movie, but I still feel like you could just come at the movie with an ice cream scoop and pull a few things out and you have a little mm-hmm. bit more yeah some i don't know some even it, if you it might be Scorsese just likes long things. movies yeah like, well i gotta make an epic movie yeah what's the what's shortest movie i want i'd love to see a movie that was like a regular hour and 30 like a 90 minute oscar worthy mm-hmm. film where people are like what's going on that was so tight and cohesive and flew right by uh, and it won an Oscar. Now I understand. Uh, you don't have to sit down for four hours to like understand a movie to understand that it's good. But we could I have easily know. cut the part with the warden. I did that warden. I mean, that was neat, but it was like it would it, it, it would have had more weight if he was in it before. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like him just 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 stare at you, just mean mug you. Well, just have more of him. Arg. Have him be like an existential threat because he is like questioning the power of a marshal then the movie would have been two hours and 40 minutes Uh, i'm just saying well just every scene where there's the cops he's there and he's lurking have him meet him earlier and that was another uh tell in the movie by the way is whenever we see them searching they're either like clearly not trying too hard or they're just standing around yeah Like, oh, we gotta was, find uh, her. In the interview scene, like, there's guards behind the patient. There's a guard behind Teddy, but there's no guard behind Chuck. Mm. So, real quick, <laughs> I don't know if I should ask this or not, but favorite character, what character are you? This could go oh, south. Oh, God. <laughs> Rachel Salando. Which, <laughs> which exactly. One? Favorite, Rachel. Who am I? Uh, Rachel. Kareem is Rachel Salando because he's an, an enigma. <laughs> Why I got to be Rachel? Because you're a red dot. I will take it. I will take it. Uh, favorite character is Chuck. Because yeah. the Chuck whole time fun. he's like, "What if? What if we? Uh, what if we kick the hornet's nest? Do you have you thought <laughs> yeah. maybe we do that? That seems like okay thing to do, right?" Also, um, on the second watch, like it's funny looking at Mark Ruffalo's eyes, knowing the twist in the second watch. <laughs> you watching him like. It's this whole thing, instead of him being like, oh, it's the great, what's his name, Teddy Daniels or whatever, right? <laughs> uh, just watching him work, like, you know, the, the, the Spider-Verse meme with Miles staring at Peter yeah. B. Parker? Now it's it's Mark Ruffalo staring at uh, Leonardo DiCaprio watching him cook but the, <laughs> the first time. But now knowing that he's in on it, now he's just like, oh, man, like, he's just watching his mind work, like, oh, this is wild. Hey, All hey right. guys, go, what's going on? I'm Mark Ruffalo. Welcome to Punked. <laughs> Today we're punking uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. He thinks he's in a movie. <laughs> but we snuck him into a mental institution. <laughs> oh no. Let's see what let's see what happens. Uh, oh no, we beat an inmate to death. <laughs> the the inmate the inmate said he should stop dating 20-year-old girls. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no um i can't really give a I, I do like i like chuck but i can't think of a character that is me it, it's okay i, didn't I need to ask i'm possibly you one of the that. i'm one of the black, i'm one of the that. black orderlies <laughs> one of the black orderlies just yeah, like mm, i'm one of the black orderlies shit. like man they about to stab this dude in his neck bro he gonna stick a thing in his eye i saw i saw them do it one time it's funny it's not funny but it's funny <laughs> <laughs> ren did you have any <laughs> i don't i don't think there's anybody it's, the it's movie a, is fine. You, 
the movie's not made for you to be like i identify with that's why i said i don't know if i should ask this (laughs) yeah i don't i don't think it's set up for that how crazy Um, are you yeah well on a scale of buzzfeed articles um i think the movie's characters are kind of intriguing in the purposes that they serve to kind Mm -hmm. of guide the viewer through whatever teddy is experiencing I just wish there was more order to it because mm. I feel like you could just edit the movie and it'd feel more succinct. See, um, stuff like this is it's hard because it's the nature of the movie. I know itself to it. Yeah. So like even like like with like goofs, right? Mm. Was it a goof or was it on purpose to mm. like 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 the water glass thing? So maybe I I get what you're saying, and then I start thinking about it too much. And yeah. Now I'm here. Yeah. I'm trying to not grade it on something that it isn't though. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I think it I think it does what it did well. I don't have a favorite character, thank thank God. <laughs> um really like Andrew Lettuce, uh with the staples on his face. I like That's Andrew good. Lettuce. I like lettuce. Um I like Teddy Cabbage. Yeah, no, do oh, I do I like the Nazi doctor? Uh no. who do I like? No. No. Everybody's like equally reprehensible. The chick in the cave because she was racial too. Oh, to go in that cave with them rats. Dude. The rats weren't in the cave. <laughs> That's true. That's because she's so good. You know what I mean? She's got, she's got that. The nightmare. rats were like, nah, not in there, dude. Uh, a spooky, patchy, bald lady in the beginning. Yeah, that's my favorite character. <laughs> All right. See, they could have used her the whole freaking movie. Like, you that know would be I mean? a lot more trailer bait. Yeah. So that she, she's a real one. All right. <laughs> So on my first, or I'm sorry, on my first rewatch, which is my second watch, I noticed that the guards were on edge in the in the arrival scene because they know they now I know that they know that Teddy is a patient and they don't they're not down with this shit, but they gotta go with it anyway. It's a paycheck. So <laughs> I did want to point out. I didn't want to finish this episode without pointing out my two favorite lines. Uh, uh, one was when the deputy warden. They were talking about like uh, Rachel escaping and her probabilities of surviving out there and whatnot. And he was like, he said, a thousand plants with thorns as big as my dick. And <laughs> the way Teddy and Chuck looked at him was like, <laughs> like he said it with a straight face. And the two of them yeah, looked we like, thought we're about to have what? a real day. <laughs> That's what we're on today. Today's going right. to be rough. <laughs> I, I, I wish I could have been a fly on the wall on the first take. Because I wonder if they knew what he was going to say. Because like the, the way that their head snapped and they looked at him like, bro. <laughs> it's like Scorsese was like, hey, say this line. So you, uh, that's kind of in such so a say it, just say it. It's gonna, I have to I'm wonder if it was like you action. can you can ad lib if you want. Can I? Yeah. Do you need just say you know yeah, just say something just, vague? Just, that, you just know, go give, with give it. A, just give him a picture of it. Just that fill was it the out. Funniest yeah. line in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that, are they small thorns or are yeah, they or large? Large thorns. Like what, what's Trade. going on here? <laughs> and then the second one was you blew up my car. I really love that car. come on man yeah that's stupid that's funny also the the score going back to the score 
not the epic part in the beginning, but anytime he had like the flashback with his wife, that instrumental that played that that is so I, I wonder if it's like free because it's so overused or at least maybe i just watched too much shit but the first time it was used in a feature film was stranger huh. than fiction it's on the nature of daylight by max richter stranger than fiction in 2007 right and then after shutter island i saw it in or I heard it in Jiro Dreams of Sushi. It was in a Black Mirror episode, a movie called Disconnect, Arrival with the Aliens. And I think it was in an episode of Last of Us, too. Like, there's other places I've heard it, too, and I just couldn't find, like, the whole list. Because I was like, no, I've definitely seen it in a couple of A24 movies and whatnot. I wonder if we could use it for our podcast, because it has to be free if that many movies are using <laughs> it, right? <laughs> anyway. Hey. So, uh, final thoughts and ratings. Kareem? Oh, I'm first. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I mean, it was okay. It was just okay. Nothing groundbreaking about it. Was this your first time seeing it? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Dang, I wish I knew that going in. So, with the reveal, how'd you feel? I guess, it, I didn't guess that was the, the big reveal and you mm-hmm. know until they said it i i knew something was up where either he was being drugged or something was going on the mini wives confused me a few times because mm-hmm. like wait which one is this who is this why is she here what is going on do i not know how to tell the difference between white people Look, i told you straight <laughs> up I, this was michelle williams i thought it was carrie mulligan man it was anyway Look. But uh, but no, it's I, I like Leo. I like I like his stuff. I feel like he did a great job for a mediocre movie. Damn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I mean, this is one of his. I think early. I want to say earlier. Well, no, nah, it's not early. Mid mid like mid. Ten. I guess it was ten in. <laughs> oh, he should have accents figured out by then. Okay, never mind. <laughs> never, never mind. Damn. <laughs> But that was all right. It was okay. <laughs> all right, Ren. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say that I'm gonna mimic like critics. I think that there's a lot of things that are going on for it that I really like. It just felt like the payoff for the writing wasn't exactly where I would have wanted it to be. I'm fine with uh the audience score of like seventy percent Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. Uh, I think it might have been a little higher than that. But um, it gets a lot just because of the setting and the costuming and the score and there's so much craft that went into the filmmaking Mm. part that i'm like okay this is really cool i'm totally down for this whole fucking thing i watched the whole movie twice you know what i mean i like i i might even like buy this Mm. you know Mm. i think it was a decent movie was it a great incredible movie oh But yeah, I'm I'm okay with giving like a, a seven, a seven point five. I think it's totally worth a watch, especially if you like those things. Like mm. all right, Tim. My whole bit is that I pick whether or not I would recommend the movie to just mm-hmm. to just a person just in general. No no numbers or uh color ratings or nothing like that. Uh it's one of those things where I'd probably be like, Oh, you've never seen that movie? Are you into kind of like scorsese and things mm-hmm. it's probably worth a watch but it's not something i would tell someone definitely go and see this yeah um i don't think i would tell a casual person to like check it out i'd probably and this is this is the I, maybe this is negative i would tell someone to watch it 
to see a certain tropes in action more so than I'd say I think you'll like the the movie. Spoiler alert: unreliable narrator. Watch Shutter Island. <laughs> yeah, like I like that. It's like ah, you know, uh, if, if you want to see a movie where a twist almost works wrong, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It sounded like Scorsese watched like a bunch of M. Night movies and he's like, you know what? I could do a twist. Watch, watch this. Watch this. You thought that was a twist? Wrong. This is the twist. Wrong. This is the twist. Wrong. This is the twist. It's like, God damn it. This chubby checker in the corner. Don't even look at him. Don't even look at him. This feels like when he chose to do this movie, everybody else who was like a part of it heard this was like a Scorsese movie. And went in on the set, music, costumes. Like, okay, we're all getting an award for this until they read the script. It's like, uh, they remember the plan was awards all around, and then Paramount didn't have enough money. <laughs> <laughs> but, we can uh, do this. We can't do this. Broke board Paramount. Uh, anyway. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <sighs> no, but if going going back to uh, what you were saying, Ren, twist after twist. Watch Trance. It's Danny Boyle. Okay, anyway, and I'll leave huh. it at that without giving you too much information so for me hated the movie before watched it twice today i dig it i dig it now i'm going easier than i used to on the unreliable narrator specifically in mystery settings because i feel like it's cheating but watching the movie again i see that they give you enough clues Mm -hmm. and give you enough clues and give you enough doubt pretty obviously for me to say that it's not cheating in in this time. yeah and i, I kind of dug it and i like watching it the second time knowing what happens it's a whole different watch and i, was, I appreciated the whole dichotomy of it and like that's kind of that's kind of neat like on the second watch it's a different movie mm-hmm. and then on the third watch you realize you fell asleep in the first two watches <laughs> 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 sorry my bad uh if that third think- watch it <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna definitely give it a seven which is a good movie uh okay. i'll bump it up to 7.5 i think okay. it's a really good movie not a great movie but 7.5 yeah. yeah uh all I right casey 7.5 <laughs> any anything left y'all want to say i feel no. bad about that car too <laughs> poor car <laughs> i really love that car I uh that car. on that note plugs kareem you go first because we already know your answer <laughs> i don't have it no oh. all right that's fine <laughs> Incognito, we like it. (laughs) Run. Same thing. Basically, just uh, we're Power Bummer. You find us anywhere. Uh, We have an Etsy store. We're still selling some stuff here and there. Um, Apparently, it was like Prostate Awareness Month, so we saw a rise in the sale of our uh, our stickers about the uh, the ball sack stickers. Ball sack stickers. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And we're like, oh, people are like buying these because I keep saying Power Bummer on the podcast or. Uh, what, what is the coincidence? And it's like, oh, it, it's prostate awareness. Month. Yo, man, shout <laughs> out to Beck for buying 18 prostate. <laughs> hey, we appreciate you. We're here to serve you. Don't forget, oh, check out them balls. Yeah, don't test T's. Test these. <laughs> Tim? 
currently same old thing, but I'm trying to do more Twitch content. So DD Sluggers at Twitch, DD Sluggers at YouTube, hopefully a little bit here. Got a Patreon. And for whatever reason, I have, in addition to doing this podcast, I have been convinced to eventually start a car content channel. I don't even know what it's called yet. Hey, it's going to be weird. Work. Like, dude, uh, isn't there a few out there where literally just the people send the money so that they can watch them fix the car with the money they send There, them? There is a creator that he literally has a car my father has in a garage, and his Patreon and YouTube uh, videos are paying for him to restore this one car. I don't know that I'm going to get that far, but nice. you might hear some funnier things about anime and cars than than you should. Yeah, hey, just hit hit me up on the hit me up on the internet. All right, and, uh, uh, remember to subscribe, like, share, yell at us online. You can interact with us on Threads and Blue Sky at SGBK Podcast. Uh, if you don't have social media, email us at sgbkpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, that's all we got. Bye. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Take care, y'all. I'm a goddamn U.S. Marshal.